Hi, everyone, and welcome back. I'm so glad to see you, and you're going to be glad you're here because I have a wonderful friend and colleague today, Coot Blackson. He is a best-selling author. His latest book, The Magic of Surrender, is awesome. I highly recommend it. I've been reading it beautifully. And he's a, he's a national best-selling author. Inc. Magazine, in fact, called him the mindfulness guru to the billionaire. Pay attention. Welcome, Coot. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. So, you know, you're obviously an expert in surrender. It's your latest book, The Magic of Surrender. And I'm curious, what, what does surrender mean? Let's start there. Yeah, I think in many ways we have this idea of surrender being weak. We have this idea that if we surrender, uh, we won't get manifest our goals, our dreams, our desires. We're going to be broke. We're going to be homeless. But to me, surrender is actually the most powerful thing we can do. I think it was the key to the great ones. If you look at Jesus, Buddha, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Mandela, Martin Luther King, at some point, all of the great ones had to surrender themselves to, to life, to their souls, to their true mission expressing through them. So to me, surrender is when you, let's say, take stop trying to control everything in your life where you let go of control where you stop trying to manipulate every aspect of your life and force life to fit some idea of what you think life should be and so surrender is to let go of who you think you should be the idea to let go of the life that you think you should be having and and open to allowing the authentic expression of life to show up and reveal itself. And so surrender is the openness. Surrender is the willingness. Surrender is living in a state of curiosity and allowing life to guide you, allowing life to lead you, allowing life to show you. Because in so many ways, we're constantly trying to control everything. I think control is like a master addiction. We try to control our minds. We try to control God in our prayers. We try to control our spouse, our children, our pet goldfish. We, we, we try to control everything. And I found that it often, you know, how often did trying to control everything really bring us fulfillment, really bring us joy, really bring us aliveness? And so I think when we let go of control, we open to more. And I think when we open to more, many times what life manifests and what life shows up and what ends up happening in our lives tend to be more than we can even imagine. And I think many ways, many of the best things that happened in our lives, if we really look in our lives, look at meeting your soulmate, meeting your husband and wife, meeting your best friend. We didn't plan these things. We just followed our soul. We followed uh, an intuition. We moved in a direction and things happened. And so I think life happens when we're truly following the authentic nature of our inner guidance. I love that. And, you know, the way you speak, it sounds so easy, but come on, especially as we're, you know, been coming through the, everything we've all been going through and surrendering, which has actually been an interesting force surrender. What do you think is the lessons from some of the pan from the pandemic? Yeah, I, th I think part of the, the pandemic on a spiritual level is actually a like we've been thrown into a global meditation and process on surrender. You know, we thought we were in control. And I think, to be honest, I think life itself to me, you don't even have to be spiritual. You don't have to be into any personal development stuff as a human being you are in a process of surrender it's called life the entire process of life and so i tell people you can surrender now you can surrender tomorrow you can surrender you know on your deathbed but at some point you're going to have to surrender and so there's a i think there's a freedom when we when we truly surrender so i think the the pandemic was an opportunity to really let go we thought we were in control but then 
boom, life reminding us that we're really not. And so I think it's the opportunity to, to step back, an opportunity to reflect on our lives, an opportunity to reflect on who we are. Um, I, I think one of the lessons too is a lesson of freedom. You know, in many ways, we, have ten we, we sometimes attach our sense of identity, our sense of confidence, our sense of freedom on things outside of ourselves, our title, our job, our body, our clothes, our, you know, relationships, external things. But the truth is, in life, the world is constantly changing. External things are, con uh, are impermanent. So when our sense of identity, our sense of beingness, our sense of freedom, our sense of power is based on things outside, that during the pandemic, in many ways, sadly, has been taken away from so many people, when our, when our sense of identity is based on that, our sense of freedom is based on that, I think uh, we, tend to, we will go up and down you know, our internal confidence will go up and down like a yo-yo. So I think spiritually, the universe giving us an opportunity to really go inside and connect with who we really are, what we really are, what's truly essential, what's, what's real. Who am I? Like to really ask ourselves the question, who am I really? Am I my car? Am I my job? Am I my house? Am I the stuff I thought I was? Ah, oh, maybe I'm so much more. And so I think it's, it's actually a spiritual process of evolution and awakening that as a humanity, we, we've been invited to go through as well, you know? And I think also forcing us to be more sensitive and compassionate to each other as human beings, as we're all in this process together. Yes, it's been a wonderful watching uh, more kindness. I mean, I wrote a book on kindness, so I've been watching that and, and it's beautiful to see. Yeah. So how does one begin to surrender? I think there's a few ways. Um, I would say one of the ways is we can begin to surrender by telling the truth to ourselves. Maybe you're in a relationship that you know or you sense is, is not bringing you fulfillment or you, or you have a feeling is this is not the right relationship for you. Maybe you know it deep down, but you've been lying to yourself about it. One of the ways we keep ourselves stuck from truly surrendering all the lies that we tell ourselves. We stay in a relationship because it's comfortable, it's familiar, we've invested so much time. What will people think? Parents, children, this, that. And so we stay in situations that we know aren't truly aligned with our, with our integrity, with our truth, because, because it's, it's comfortable. And so I think part of surrendering, we can begin by looking at, okay, what, what, what lies am I telling myself? Where am I not being honest? What is the truth of who I am and what I really feel? I think this is where we can start. Sometimes we're afraid to let go, to surrender, to tell the truth, because if I tell the truth, that's going to mean I have to break up. That's going to mean I need to leave my job. That's, and so because of the fear of the consequences, we sometimes continue lying to ourselves, which just keeps us stuck. So if we're willing to just say, okay, put away any pressure from having to take any action. Just begin by, by saying, what's the truth of what I really feel? Start with the truth. Be honest with the truth. The truth just might be, I'm really not happy in this situation. I haven't been happy for 10 years. Something isn't really resonating in my heart. I'm not really in love anymore. And just sit with that, feel that, just be with it. Maybe you're working in, uh, in a job that you know is not really aligned. You don't have to leave. You don't have to sell everything. Don't, don't, don't freak yourself out. Just sit with, I hate my job. 
I haven't loved my job and, and it's scary to admit that, but surrendering to the truth is a, is a place that we can begin. What I would say in terms of surrender, to me it's part of surrender is also the, let's say the authentic open-hearted participation with the process of the experience and the events that are happening. There is a difference between acceptance and surrender. You can be an acceptance, like, okay, accept what is, but internally be pissed off, be mad, be upset, even still internally be resisting the experience, like the experience I'm having is not the experience that I should be having, but I accept it. He is what he is, but I'm mad that he is that way, so I'm going to withhold my love. You can be in acceptance, but internally like this, you know, arms crossed, uh, I'm a little mad. True, true surrender is when you fully participate with the process. How? Number one, the first belief I would say that really will help is when you really understand that the, the universe, I believe, is always working for your highest good, even if you're not able to see it right now. There are things that may have, if you look back, that may have happened in your life that in the moment they happen seem like a disaster. But when you look back in, in hindsight, you, you thank the universe saying, thank God that didn't happen. Thank God that relationship didn't work out. So sometimes we can't see things in the moment. So trust, everything is always working for your highest good and evolution. First thing. The second thing is from a spiritual level, not to get too woo-woo, but from a spiritual level, I believe we're souls. We incarnate into this human experience because we're here to learn, grow, and evolve. Life to me is a classroom for our soul's evolution. I think when we can really understand, ah, it's about learning lessons in every situation for why we attracted the experience. And if we focus on the lessons in a situation, even if the situation is difficult and challenging, then I think it shifts our relationship to a, a moment to be able to surrender to the experience and open our heart to the experience so that we can learn the lesson to truly surrender. The final thing I'll say is between acceptance and surrender, the phase that most people miss that makes it hard to surrender is grieving. Most people don't fully allow themselves to grieve authentically. Uh, grieving is when you really feel surrender is a death. It's a death of an idea, a death of an identity, a death of a phase of one's life, a death of something. And so when we don't allow ourselves to grieve, there's a part of our heart that stays stuck in the past. Grieving is to acknowledge the pain, to acknowledging the letting go, to acknowledging the feelings and allowing those feelings to move through so that we can truly be complete and open to the new. We tend not to allow ourselves to grieve because we're afraid it will last forever, that we won't cope that will be overwhelmed. Sometimes we move into a sort of spiritual bypass of wanting to stay in a high vibration. So I don't want to acknowledge the grief, but not aware that by not acknowledging the grief, we keep up, the grief simply stays stuck inside of us and we keep ourselves stuck and often recreate experiences in our life that resonate at the vibration and the level of what we haven't dealt with. And so truly grieving and acknowledging the grief and feeling those feelings when you understand all feelings remain present until fully felt and no feelings are permanent. So when you feel those feelings of grief, grief doesn't happen in a moment, grief might take stages, it may happen in layers, but when you really acknowledge the grief, then I think with compassion and empathy for oneself and gentleness, then you're able to let go of the past, whether it's an old relationship, whether it's you know, many of us in 2020 in a pandemic, we had these dreams and visions that didn't manifest and we're grieving the unmet dreams, the unfulfilled dreams. And so feeling that, acknowledging that so that you, you don't have to carry that weight in your heart and you can open to the new. And so I think grieving is such an important 
part of true authentic surrender that if you honor it not wallow in it but honor it and feel those feelings and let go that will open you up again to true surrender Mm, that's really helpful. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I was just reflecting on some of the grieving, I think, during the pandemic, whether it's yes. trips you couldn't take, of yes. course, not seeing our families and, and the hugs and the community. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg, of course, of what we've dealt with. But I think many of us have been through a bit of that grieving, whether we know it or not. So I love that. Thank you for that reminder. So why, why a book on surrender? This, Jill, this was not the book I planned to write. I had all of these ideas of what I wanted to write. I'm, I had an entire white wall filled with a whiteboard and I had like 50 ideas. Ah, this book would sell. That would be great marketing. That would, news would love this. They would love that. People, that, that's, a, that's a unique niche. And so I had all these ideas of things I thought I should write about. One day I was meditating and it was literally as though the soul I kid you not, of the book just dropped. And I saw that there was, a, there was the energy, there was a book that was seeking to be written. And my job, I, I, I was resisting it at first, but my job became to surrender to being a vessel and a vehicle for the book that was seeking to be written. And I think in life, sometimes we have an idea of what we think we should be and how our life's going to go. And we get attached to, it's gotta be this way. And I think life sometimes has other, has an intelligence, has another plan that is bigger than ours. And so I think in many ways, we are the ones as human beings in our limited mind, ego sense that ends up sometimes limiting what life can do. And so I think part of it for me was getting myself out of the way and really allowing the soul of the book to come through. And then I heard surrender and it became so obvious to me, Joe, like, it's like, oh my God, this is my whole life. This is my parents. This is my life. This is, it felt like everything in my life had prepared me to write this book. And it was inspired on, in a sense through the process of the year that I lived with my mother during uh, when she was diagnosed with uh, stomach cancer. And I was flying back and forth from LA to London to be with her during her chemo sessions. And the thing that I think where the seed for the book was planted was in her chemo sessions, the doctors finally said to her six months into the process, I got to be with her for an entire year. They said, basically in a nice way, they say, you're not going to live and get ready and could be days, weeks or months. And I looked at my mother with tears in my eyes, realizing the person I love the most is about to go. This was not how I thought things were going to happen. Nothing I could do could save her. No green juice, no meditation, no nothing. And I just had to let go. And I looked at my mother and I said, are you afraid? And she said, no. I said, why? Because she said, I'm not, a, I'm not just this body, I'm a soul. And this body might go, but I will always be with you. And I said to her, is there anything that I can do for you to make your life easier, to make your final days? What do you need? What do you want? Do you want to go somewhere? Should I buy you something? And she looked at me and she said, there's nothing that I need and there's nothing that I want. This is, this is her words. She said, I just want what God wants for my life. And it wasn't even a religious sense. It was just this feeling of she wasn't attached to living. She wasn't attached to dying. She was truly at peace and open to the highest good unfolding in her life. And that was the key to her freedom. And I think in our, in our culture today, and so I saw that she was surrendered, you know, and in our culture today, I think we've been, even in personal growth, I think we've been conditioned to live a track of, 
I call it an ego-based model for life, an ego-based model for manifestation or, or goal setting, where we ask ourselves the question, what do I want? I, what do I want? And sometimes you, we might get what we thought we wanted, only to realize, mm, this is not what I really wanted. It was just what I thought I wanted, because many times even our goals can sometimes be a projection from our past, things maybe unmet needs from our past, mom wasn't there, dad wasn't there, we felt not enough, we felt, felt unworthy. So if I can just get that Ferrari, manifest a million dollars, do that thing, then I'm going to finally be enough. And I think when we're coming from an ego-based paradigm, even not knowing we are, then no matter what we achieve, it's usually never enough. So what I'm really inviting people to in the magic of surrender is a different paradigm, a new way of being that I actually feel 2020 was trying to initiate us into this new way of being, which is allowing life to lead us, you know, stop to, to stop trying to control everything. And so the question for me that I invite everyone to ask is not what do I want, but is really the question of what is it that life, this intelligence of life is seeking to express through me? What is it that life is seeking to manifest through me? What is it that life is seeking to create through me, write through me, sing through me, you know, purpose through me? What is the deepest impulse of life that is seeking to express through me right now? And then for us to attune and be open to feeling the movement, feeling the energy, feeling our soul's guidance, and then aligning our actions, our goals, our intentions, our marketing, our PR, our resources, around what is authentic and truly aligned so that the ladder is not up against the wrong wall. And I think then we're truly in the flow of life rather than going against the flow of life. And, and I think when we're in the flow, we surrender. And when we surrender, that's when the, the power of the universe, the, the laws of nature begin to rise to support not what we want, but the fulfillment of life itself through us. Mm -hmm. And look at what happened. Mother Teresa, what was she was able to do through surrendering was more than anything I think she could have done on her own. Look at Gandhi, look at Bob Marley, look at M Mandela, look at, you know, uh, Martin Luther King. When they surrendered, what life manifested through them was beyond what they could have mentally you know, from a personality ego level manifested on their own. So I really believe that there is great power in surrender. And if you want the magic, and when I say magic, magic is that which is beyond what you can imagine, beyond your own imagination. If you want magic, more joy, more love, more abundance, more prosperity, more purpose, then you've got to surrender. That's for me, the formula. Surrender is the password to freedom. Mm. Thank you for that. So definitely you all want to run out and grab uh, your copy of The Magic of Surrender. And I know, Kut, they're going to want to connect to you because of your depth of, of incredible wisdom. Um, how might people connect to you and or a free gift you might want to sure. offer? A couple of things. Uh, obviously, the book, The Magic of Surrender, available on Amazon, also www.themagicofsurrender.com. There's a whole bunch of free gifts there that people can access. My main website, coopblackson.com, if you go there, there is a free gift right on the main page of the website uh, where I'm going to teach you how to discover and act activate your true purpose in life. It's a th uh, three free part video series where you can just get that once you enter your name and your email uh, on purpose. And so that's coopblackson.com. 
Fantastic. Well, you all want to stay connected. And Kut, thank you so much for your Thanks great for wisdom, me. your amazing interview today. I always love talking to you. Thank you. So thank you, everyone, for listening, for being here today. I hope it was of great value and benefit to you. Please, hey, go check out publicitycrashcourse.com slash free gift and get some great PR tips so you can keep yourself out there and keep your message being heard. You know, that's what I want for all of you. So we'll see you next time. Stay tuned in. Stay surrendered. Bye, everyone. Bye.